Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Jeanine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. It's March 6, 2022. It seems like time is flying, but I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City, and as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. There is so much that happened this week. Uh, The world has watched as uh, Putin has invaded a sovereign country, uh, killing and shelling uh, innocent civilians, uh, uh, civic centers, hospitals, schools, uh, a nuclear plant. Uh, It is a disaster. And on our own American end, crime is continuing out of control to the point where prosecutors are actually taking action against the DAs who were resistant to uh, prosecuting crime and who favor the criminals over the victims. Now, we're going to get to all those topics and break them down for you here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, later on in the show, I'll gavel out with my closing arguments. Plus, I want to hear from you, Friends of the Court Hotline. It's all coming up here in just a few moments on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But first, it's time for my opening statement. You know, for the first time since 1939, we are seeing Russian tanks on the plains of Europe. For the first time since 1939, we are hearing air raid sirens signaling the approach of imminent deadly danger. We didn't think this could ever happen again. We said never again. We vowed never again, and yet it's happening again. Happening in front of our own eyes. He lined up the tanks. He sent the soldiers. He sent the troops. He sent the war machine to the north, to the south, to the east of Ukraine. Vladimir Putin had every intention of invading a sovereign nation, a nation with borders, created after World War II, a nation that was sovereign, a nation that believed in its people and that had its own identity. And yet a thug, Putin, decides that he is going to take over a nation by killing people, by creating a war and creating the power to literally take another country. Who does that? The Ukrainians did nothing. There's no religious war here. There's no question about borders. The Ukrainians didn't do anything to provoke. And yet this pig, Vladimir Putin, decides that he's going to denazify and demilitarize the nation of Ukraine. Denazify? The president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, is a Jew. What's to denazify? Jewish orphanages are being emptied to avoid the shelling, the killings. And he wants to demilitarize Ukraine? Ukraine is relying on other countries 
for their weapons. This guy is an international thug. Putin is the enemy of the people. And the most outrageous part of all this, folks, is we are watching it. Look, Putin took Georgia in 2008. He took Crimea in 2014. He was in Syria committing all kinds of atrocities uh, in Aleppo. And yet we didn't know about it. This we're seeing with our own eyes. We are looking at a father weeping over the body of his six-year-old son. We are seeing mothers and children and, 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 and sisters hugging their husbands and fathers and brothers goodbye. Families being separated, houses being shelled because this pig, Vladimir Putin, decides in his, in his mind that he wants to reinstitute the Russian Empire? How are we letting him get away with this? How are we watching him in our, and on television and social media and on YouTube killing innocents before our very eyes, attacking residential, civil, civilian areas, homes, apartment buildings, forcing the evacuation so far of a million people, separating families. And the truth is he's using cluster munitions and vacuum bombs. Those are outlawed. We need the the International uh, uh, Crime Tribunal. This needs to go to The Hague. It needs to be investigated. And this is what Joe Biden had to say. He said he refused to say it was a war crime. He said these attacks are intentional. So Joe Biden knows it's intentional. He says it's intentional. But he says he refuses to say it's a war crime. Are you kidding? We see it every day. So what is the United States doing? What are we doing? Well, we're still buying oil from Russia. We could bring Russia to her knees if we pulled out of buying oil. We still buy 600,000 gallons of barrels of oil every day from Russia. Why? We could be energy independent. We were energy independent. Until clueless Joe, not so clueless, maybe there's a method to his evilness. Joe says, shut down the pipeline. I don't want America to be energy independent. I want to rely on Russia. And I'm going to work out a deal with Iran so we can buy oil from a country that says they hate the United States, death to the United States, and death to uh, uh, Israel. And so... They have these sanctions, folks, and I want you to listen closely to this. They have the swift sanctions. So they've taken banks out of working with uh, the world and Russia, except the two biggest banks in Russia are still operating. And they say, we're sanctioning Russia. You know what we're doing? We're still buying oil from them. We could bring Russia to her knees if we stop buying oil from them. This is not that difficult. We've got a thug who invaded a a peaceful country going about its own business. And it takes an actor, a former actor, comedian, president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, to put a shame to this president that we've got here, who says, I don't need a ride out, Mr. Biden. 
I need munitions. I need ammunition. And the Ukrainian people are to be admired. They're standing and they're fighting against the biggest thug in the world as the world watches. So why isn't the United States doing anything? The United States isn't doing anything because of NATO. And they say that if Putin does anything that triggers Article 5 of our NATO agreement, where we all fight together, uh, then they'll get involved. But they don't do that because Putin has threatened nuclear action. And Joe Biden is such a wuss. He didn't even do our nuclear exercises because he was afraid it might instigate Putin. Wait a minute. You think that uh, that the appeasement, continuing to buy his oil, leaving his biggest banks open, and not doing your nuclear uh, exercises are going to make Putin uh, 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 calm? They embolden him. Putin knows the world is watching and the world is doing nothing. So as he takes the biggest city, uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan, and he's going toward Odessa, which is the, the, the pearl on the Black Sea, and he's taking the Ukraine from the north, the south, and the east, we are left to try to bring in ammunition. And even Zelensky, the president of Poland, said it's a pity. That's the word he used. It's a pity the United States didn't do anything sooner in terms of sending us ammunition. Well, even Joe Biden, the wimp that he is, says, well, you know, we never thought these sanctions were going to work, but let's wait a month to see if they do. Uh, Are you kidding me? We're watching women and children being murdered. There's one million people, more than a million have already crossed into Poland and, and the neighboring countries. And now... Now, what we're, we're seeing is we're seeing shelling in civilian areas. They've taken the biggest nuclear power plant in Ukraine, and we're just sitting back. I understand, folks. Here's the risk. If we get involved, we can't do it unless the other NATO nations get involved. And let me tell you something. The other nations getting involved will bring Putin to his knees. There is no way Putin can fight NATO. There is no way Putin can survive if we stop buying his oil because we are literally funding this war with the oil that we are buying from Russia. And it's a sad commentary on where we are in the United States today. And I think that the one thing that we've got to do in addition to praying for the Ukrainian people is we've got to make it clear to our legislators that United States was energy independent under Donald Trump. And if you don't like me saying Donald Trump, I'll tell you this. We were energy independent, period. The day Joe Biden walked in, he took away that independence and he made us dependent on our enemies. Why? Because he's beholden to AOC and the green energy people? Or is it even worse than that? Is it even worse that maybe, you know, Russia, China, who knows? Who knows what's going on with his son? And what's going on with these other countries? All I can tell you is this. The Ukraine needs our help. We are in a position where right now we're reluctant to give it. Maybe that's a smart move militarily, but we can bring them to their knees. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. This 
is the Judge Janine Firo Show. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a longtime prosecutor in Los Angeles, California. Please join me in welcoming John Hatami to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, um, John, thank you so much for being with us this morning. I must tell you that as I look at, at your resume, you're a longtime child abuse prosecutor. Uh, you know, you are the essence of a prosecutor and uh, your career has been pretty much to protect the victim and punish the criminal. But all of a sudden in Los Angeles, uh, there is a DA that you work for who is doing just the opposite. Talk to me. Thank, thank you, Judge Jean, for having me. You're, you're exactly right. Um, what happened was on December 7th, 2020, George Gascon took office and he instituted a large amount of blanket policies. Um, many of them were his announcement of all the crimes that he wasn't going to charge. And so right away, at, as a prosecutor, uh, obviously, and, and as a uh, citizen of Los Angeles who's raising my children here, that, that really caused concern. Because anytime a prosecutor takes office and says he's not going to charge crimes, Obviously, that's not doing his job. But I had a case of a little girl who was tortured and murdered, um, and George Gaston immediately wanted me to change charges in that case, to get rid of allegations in that case, to remove strikes in that case. Okay. And it All right, really John Hitami, the L.A. prosecutor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you for a second. When you say he wanted you to get rid of what, the aggravating factors, explain that to my listeners. So there was great bodily injury allegations in that case. He wanted me to get rid of them. Um, there was allegations regarding the the fact that this uh, defendant had prior strikes. Uh, she tried what, to a strike means a conviction. Yes. So she had prior convictions. One was for attempted murder for stabbing Oof. her boyfriend in front of her children. Another one was punching out her children. And oh so gosh. you know, obviously, when you handle domestic violence and child abuse. Uh, and you see a history of somebody who has domestic violence and child abuse, that's really concerning. Um, yes. And th- these were cases that we had already uh, looked at and found the evidence on and filed charges on them and and uh, put them on the complaint. And so th- 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 these happened months before George Gascon took office. And as any prosecutor can tell you, and you know, Judge Jeanine, we sign our name to these complaints. We file them in court. We present evidence. And so when you have to go into court and now change all of those things just because somebody asks you to do it, but not based upon evidence or law, obviously that causes concern. And that's also a tragedy for the victim in the case. Well, John, Tommy, uh, what about these aggravating factors? I mean, the prior strikes or prior convictions for attempted murder and apparently child abuse. Uh, would they have added more time in the case, or do they just not including them prevent you from offering evidence of that? They they do two things. One, they add more time. Uh, she was the third striker, so obviously that that's a serious uh, situation. Right. Um, so it does add more time. Um, the second thing is in California, we can bring in evidence of past domestic violence or past child abuse. It's under the evidence code. Uh, and we're allowed to bring that in, uh, and you usually can't do that in most cases, to show propensity, right, to show that, right. th- that, that this person has propensity uh, to commit domestic violence and child abuse. And it's very important 
uh, in these type of cases, um, especially when uh, you're dealing with somebody who murdered a child. Many times it doesn't happen uh, in the public, and so you don't have a lot of witnesses to show that. And so you need to show a pattern. And so um, the, the, that shows it's, it's really, really important. Well, and, look, I mean, people who, and I, I, when I started as an ADA uh, a long time ago, John, I mean, I started in child abuse. And at that time, we weren't even getting reports of suspected child abuse from the Child Protective Services. And I, you realize that you need that background. You need the history because if and when, God forbid, a child ends up dead, I need to know whether you founded those reports of child abuse or not. I need to know that this child was in danger before. Um, but let's let's get to the nitty gritty here. How did we get rid of this guy? Gascon was elected with Soros money, and and how long is he elected for? And how do we get rid of him? So he, he has a four year term. Um, he'll be he'll his term will be up in twenty twenty four. But okay. Judge Gene, if we wait any longer, more individuals are going to suffer. There's going to be more murders. There, there's going to be more crime. Um, and so you know it's really uh, vital that we get rid of him as soon as possible. Well, California. there's been a forty percent increase in homicides since he came in. Right. No, I mean homicides have increased. Uh, grand theft auto has increased. Um, you know, every day now we see uh, violent crime on the television. Um, individuals, you know, um, are suffering, and, and many of them are in lower socioeconomic communities, and many right. of them are people of color. Right. And so, um, you know, we in California, you can recall somebody. And so we need to gather about 570,000 signatures. We have 160 days to do that. Um, the deadline is July the 5th. And so we're working really, really hard to collect those signatures uh, so we can get them out. Okay. So if you get those signatures, and I assume – now let me ask you a, a question before I get to that. You work for the guy. Is he giving you any trouble? A lot of you prosecutors, I mean, you're re- you're the real deal, John. You and Eric and the rest of them. But – is how is he treating you guys? You know, so that, that that's a good question, Judge Dean. We do have civil service protection. So really, at the end of the day, it'd be really, really difficult for him to fire me. However, he hasn't promoted me in over a year. Um, I'm one of the top child abuse prosecutors in the state. Um, he's taken away cases of mine that uh, yep. I, because I refuse to follow his uh, policies. Yep. Um, he's given me a hard time. Um, so, you know, it's a little difficult, but, but it's worth it. Um, because I didn't take this job for the money. I took this job to do the right thing. That's right. That's right. All right. So if we get the 500,000 plus na- uh, names on the recall, is there then an election? Does it work like the governor's? It does exactly like governor Newsom. There'll be election in November. And the first question will be, do you want to recall George Gaston? Yes or no. And then the second question will be, who do you want to replace him? Just well, like you're going to need recall. a lot of money for that, John Hatami, L.A. prosecutor, to get rid of that dirtbag, George Gascon. Um, anybody, are you getting any help on this? We are. There, there, there is a lot of people, Judge Jean, in California, especially in Los Angeles, who have now rallied behind the cause and are really helping us. It's, it's an uphill battle. Um, but we, we do we do need money and, and we're out there trying to collect money as much as we can to help us with this cause. All right. Um, all right, John, I, I appreciate your being with us. I mean, this is this is how we fight for our country, because if victims of crime are not given protection and are not given justice and criminals are allowed to walk free, uh, you know, then we are turning this country uh, into a war zone ourselves. So, John Hatami, please tell all your fellow prosecutors that uh, America supports them. We believe in you. 
and we believe in what you're doing, and we, we pray to God that you win in this fight against evil, because it is. Thank you, Judge Neen. Thank you so much for your support, and we really appreciate it. All right, no problem. John Hatami, L.A. prosecutor, uh, as he says, one of the top child abuse prosecutors, actually talking about the fact that George Gascon, the Soros-funded DA who wants criminals to have uh, a rights and priorities above victims and believes his job is to protect criminals, uh, you know, to uh, uh, we're try, to getting, try getting him recalled. Anyway. Never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is the United States House of Representatives Minority Whip and Representative for Louisiana's 1st Congressional District, serving since 2008. Uh, please join me in welcoming Congressman Steve Scalise to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, Congressman, how are you today? Hey, doing great, Judge. Great to be back with you. Well, it's great to be talking to you. And, you know, I hesitated there when I was introducing you. Uh, when I talked about your being a, a representative and serving since 2008, I wanted to add, which I'll add now, even though he got shot at a baseball game and everybody said, oh, oh, don't make it political, even though the guy who shot you was looking for Republicans only. I mean, that still is it's still a craw. Uh, it's like an itch that I have. That makes me crazy that everybody's going after everybody, but you're the guy who gets shot and they're like, oh, let's let's not blame it on political parties. But I, I digress there for a second. All right. Uh, Congressman Steve Scalise, we're in a hell of a mess. Um, it, let, let's just talk about Ukraine for a moment. Your thoughts on what's going on and what Putin is doing. Well, you know, I, I start with just just praising the people of Ukraine, just their toughness, tenacity. Uh, the, the the inspiration that they're serving for the world, because we know how, how massive the Russian army is, but we also are seeing how, how a strong people with a strong will are able to push back. But, you know, let's not mistake this. There's there's violent bloodshed because Putin's carrying out. It's more of a barbaric genocide. And what you you know, what you look at is go back a few months ago, Judge, and decisions have consequences. Months ago, President Zelensky asked for things like surface-to-air missiles from the United States so that they could, everybody knew this was coming. You know, Putin was already starting to marshal forces uh, on the northern border of Ukraine, and they were asking for certain defense systems so that they could protect themselves in the event that Putin moved in, and Joe Biden said no. Uh, And I'm talking about things that would have allowed them to, all these planes you're seeing, carpet bombing, the cluster bombs that are knocking down buildings, killing thousands of people, they would have been able to shoot those planes out of the sky uh, but they were rejected by the Biden administration from getting those weapons. Now, today, you have Biden saying, well, we're sending some of them in. Well, you got a war going on. What, are you going to take a few hundred of your best people off the battlefield to go learn? You have to train people in these systems. That should have been done months ago when Ukraine was asking for it. The other thing, Judge, Putin is pocketing at least $700 million a day from Russian oil that he's selling to the United States and Europe because Joe Biden cut off the spigots on day one when he walked in as president, yep. killed the Keystone Pipeline, banned drilling on federal lands, and then, by the way, two weeks ago, expanded that ban to all new permits for drilling for oil and natural gas. That's currently banned in the United States. 
with just a weeks old order by Joe Biden, right as Putin's getting ready to move in. These things are insane. And these are things that the president should reject and reverse. I've called right. on them to reverse all of those anti-American energy provisions. All right. So, Congressman Swiss, I don't mean to interrupt you, but he's making $700 million a day from the sale of oil uh, to the U.S. and Europe. Is that what you said? That's correct. And that's helping him finance this war. And we should cut it off immediately, but replace it with American oil that Joe Biden shut off. As you right. know, Trump made our country energy independent and we were exporting oil to our allies. Joe Biden came in day one and cut off our ability to have why do you think pipeline. why do you think congressman steve scalise that on day one so that means they had given it a lot of thought before he got there he comes in and uh, you know everybody said okay he shut down the keystone pipeline no on day one he made a decision to take away our energy dependence and make us dependent on russia and opec why would he do that and it's a great question because as you know it's bigger than keystone There's not been a single new pipeline approved. There's not a single LNG terminal. There's six requests for LNG, like liquefied natural gas terminals to be built in the United States to send natural gas to our allies, mostly in Europe. He's not moved on a single one of those either, and they're all ready to go. This is private financing, not borrowed money, government funding. And they, they use this global warming agenda thing. Well, first of all, you can't say it's because you're trying to save the planet from global warming when he shuts off American energy and then turns around and begs Putin and OPEC to produce more oil. That's what he did, by the way. That sends more money to Putin. But by the way, if you're worried about carbon emissions, they emit more carbon to make the oil in Russia than they do to make it in America because we have better standards. So they're using the excuse of global warming, and yet they're emitting more carbon by getting the oil from Russia. And then they're sending hundreds of billions of dollars or billions of dollars uh, to Putin. To fund this war it's well, unconscionable it, it is unconscionable and now we're hearing that there are talks now that uh, we were going to buy oil from iran and you know someone said to me i was on a show yesterday and they said to me on, on the five on fox and i think it was geraldo rivera said i don't care as long as it's oil oil doesn't have a country of baloney they want to kill us Iran says death to the Israel, death to the United States. We're the Satans, and we want to deal with them. What is this guy thinking, Joe Biden? It's un- it's unbelievable. I mean, it, none of this makes any sense. But what it's doing, it's hurting families in America. And it was already hurting families because when Joe Biden came in, we were paying less than $2 a gallon for gasoline. That's doubled, uh, and it's going up even higher with price over $110 a barrel today. Right. But, if you just say, hey, please, OPEC, please, Russia, please, Iran, produce more oil, those countries act as cartels. They want the price to be higher. When we were producing our own energy, Judge, we had a lower price of oil because we're, we're a free society. We're a supply and demand society. OPEC, Russia, and Iran are not. They run their oil to fund all, not only their government, but to fund their uh, coercive activities to fund terrorism. Iran's the largest state sponsor of terrorism. You buy their oil, you're helping fund terrorism. Take their leverage away by opening up the spigots of American energy. That's number one, it'll lower gas prices, but it'll take the leverage away from these bad guys who are sending hundreds of millions of dollars a day to. Mm-hmm. And the shame of this, Congressman Steve Scalise, is that you know you don't have to be a genius to figure this out. And, you know, I think that the answer of Buttigieg and uh, um, that other genius who's in charge of uh, energy, Jennifer Granholm, they said, well, you know, it would take too long and, and we can't rush. 
at a permanent solution, Buttigieg says, to a short-term problem. Since when is the massacre of innocent civilians and children in Ukraine a short-term problem? And that why rush to a permanent solution? And then they're saying, well, it's going to take too long to get it up again. He turned it off in a minute. We can turn it on in a minute. Am I right or wrong on that? Yeah, and look, and there's short and long-term things that the president can do today. It's not one or the other. You know, he did short and long-term damage to American energy security. So if you don't issue a permit today, that might be a few years from now you get that oil out of the ground. But by the way, there's world futures markets. And the futures markets will drop if you immediately start uh, releasing oil today. But it also have an effect on the immediate price of oil today. Then you, you greenlight pipelines. You, you signal to the world that we're not going to be dependent on oil from these bad countries who are using this money to finance war against us and our allies. It makes no sense. Uh, start it today. Today you will send a message to the world if President Biden said, I'm reversing all the anti-American energy policies that he himself instated. Trump did it right. I know he hates Trump, but Trump, what Trump was doing was working. Can you at least acknowledge that? And by the way, less than $2 a gallon gasoline matters to families. Those families where he promised again Tuesday night, if you're making less than 400000 you won't pay more in new taxes. Inflation's a higher tax on lower income people. They're paying it today. And his answer was, hey, just lower your costs. Mm -hmm. A fourth grade economics student knows that doesn't work. Yep, yep. And, you know, yesterday, Nancy, uh, yesterday, a couple days ago, Nancy Pelosi said, uh, yeah, stop buying oil from Russia. What's that about? Yeah, I think they're feeling the heat, which is a good thing. But you can't just say, let's stop buying oil, period. It's got to be, and let's open up American energy. They, right. What they don't get, because they really don't believe in American dominance. America was dominant in energy, and it gave us security here at home, lower prices at home, but it also took leverage away from bad guys. They don't want to take the leverage away from bad guys. So they'll say, don't get it from Russia, but get it from Iran. Oh. That's, which, which enemy are you going to pick? How about you pick America for once? You know, Joe Biden said in his speech, buy in America, yet he shut down American production. Open it back up again. He can do that with the stroke of a pen. Well, the amazing part of it is, you know, when he said buy American at the State of the Union on Tuesday night, you know, I I, I had to just control myself. I'm watching I'm watching the State of the Union with my three poodles. I started yelling uh, and the three, the three of them were lying down and they all stood up like, what happened, Ma? And uh, by American, well, uh, that, that means oil. We are literally funding the Russian war against innocent civilians, against a nation, a sovereign nation. And Putin, he can say for till the cows come home. He can say, I'm demilitarizing, I'm denazifying Ukraine. I mean, you know, the, the orphanages, Jewish orphanages for these kids. I mean, this is horrible what's happening. Parents looking at their six-year-old kids who are dead. And now the issue of the uh, um, the kinds of bombs that they're using, thermobaric bombs and the cluster bombs. Are we? Do we know whether that's the case? Because the secretary of the U.N. says it is. But, you know, Biden says, oh, we got to wait. What is he waiting for? He's waiting for a good dog. I have, I have no idea because there, there won't be anything left if you keep waiting. Because we've seen video of some of these. I know I've seen video of cluster bombs that are being used. Uh, one of my colleagues who's just been a phenomenal leader in these last few days is Victoria Sparks, a Republican from Indiana. She she was born in Ukraine. She's now a freshman member of Congress, and she's been doing an amazing job representing 
what she's hearing back home. Her grandmother lives in Ukraine. She's talking yep. to people every day, and they're telling a different story than a lot of what you were seeing in the mainstream media and how brutal, you know, not just bombing of buildings where they're going door to door, killing civilians, women and children, because Putin knows the strength of the Ukraine people. They're not, they don't want to go back to communism. And, right. and they're, they're tough and they're fighting, but they're being slaughtered and they need help. And again, Joe Biden's never answered why months ago when Ukraine said, hey, we just we don't want boots on the ground. We don't want American troops. We want the ability to defend our country with things like Stinger and Patriot missiles and, and other things that Joe Biden said no to. Why did he say no? When months ago do you know when, when this was, Congressman Scalise? Uh, when at was least this? in October, at least in October of last year, they were asking for it and again. You know, to, to get them in when you're not in a war, it would have been a lot easier. You can go through you can go through Western Europe, get it into Eastern Europe and then train people. It takes weeks to train them right. today. If you try to get it in there in the middle of a war. Yeah, right. And Let all me the, take so, some the troops that war. you would need to use the, the missiles to learn how to use the missiles are literally defending their their neighborhoods, their communities. Uh, and so why did he lose those critical, critical months? Because that he Zelensky dithers. and the people of Ukraine could have had. He's, yeah, it's, it's, he's been wrong on foreign policy. Afghanistan gave the template to Putin, to Xi, to all the bad guys around the world. They saw Afghanistan as a sign of a president who really uh, doesn't believe in American strength. And, uh, and unfortunately, people are paying a dear price for it. Well, what do you think the end game is with Putin here, Congressman uh, Steve Scalise, before I let you go? Well, he, he wants to reestablish the old Soviet Union, and it starts with Ukraine. But if he's able, if, if the people of Ukraine are able to hold back and at least get more support uh, and inflict real pain on Putin, which which it's it's hurting Putin a lot more than he was expecting. But that's where the rest of the world needs to come in and shut off his supply of financing. Take that right. $700 million a day out of his pocket. It will have a real immediate impact. But you can't just say, hey, let's take it away from Putin and not replace it. Replace it with American energy. We know how to make it. And we, right. by the way, we make it with more efficiency and less carbon emissions than anywhere else in the world, we should be making more of it here, not less. President Biden shut that down. He needs to reverse those policies today. Well, but listen, we I always love having you on, Congressman Steve Scalise. You'd say it like it is uh, the minority whip, and uh, hopefully in November, although we didn't have time to talk about it, uh, the American uh, electorate uh, will recognize that we're in a real mess here. And I'll tell you, every day that Americans look at the pictures, they're now seeing in real time what war is, and they're not liking it. There was also a poll, Congressman Steve Scalise, that showed that 48 percent, and this was from last week, were willing to suffer uh, with the price of gas in order to help the Ukrainians. So your everyday American is like ready to stand with Ukraine, but the White House is, you know, not in the game. Yeah. As far they, as they need to open their eyes and see where the rest of the country is and then go take action. Take yeah. action. Stop the, the talk that, that's not followed up by anything. Real right. steps need to be taken. I've laid that out. I, I sent a letter to the president signed by over 80 other members of Congress laying out these specific things that you and I are talking about. Uh, I'm still awaiting a response. But we, we, we put the roadmap together of what can be done to undermine Putin's leverage, take away his financing, these hundreds of millions of dollars a day he's getting and replace it with American yep. energy. Yep. All right. Congressman Steve Scalise, always great to hear from you. We love your passion. We love your uh, no-nonsense, logical approach to this. Thanks so much for being with us. Always great being with you, Judge. Thank you. 
And up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. The Judge Janine Firo Show. Tipping the scales when all else fails. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. Now, now here's Judge Janine My closing Firo. argument is this whole show. There is anarchy and chaos in Europe. There is anarchy and chaos in Los Angeles with the crime that's out of control. But as we look at what's going on in the Ukraine, we are seeing in real time what war is, that it attacks irrespective of the age or the sex or the uh, anything, that women and children are being killed, that Putin is a thug. He needs to be stopped. As Congressman Steve Scalise said, there's only one way to stop him. And that's with oil. And for some reason, Joe Biden is reluctant to take oil off the table. And the sanctions, you could say, oh, we sanctioned Joe Biden. That's how uh, we sanctioned Joe Biden can say we sanctioned Russia. We didn't. We made an exception for energy. So we're buying oil from Russia every day, which means we are funding the war that is killing innocent civilians. I don't know how else to explain it to you. It's time to open up American energy again, take the leverage, as Congressman Scalise said, from the Putins and the thugs of this world, and to go forward and make American, make buy American, make American, just like he promised in the State of the Union. But you can't rely on Joe Biden for anything. And I am disappointed, as Congressman Scalise made clear, that months ago Zelensky asked for surface-to-air missiles in uh, around October And Biden said no. And now that we want to send him in now, it's too late. And you know what? Even Zelensky himself, the president of Ukraine, said it's a pity. That's the word he used, that the United States didn't send arms earlier. Anyway, I can't believe we're all out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next week. Same time, same place for the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. There's a lot going on in the world, and I suspect that there's going to be a lot more uh, continuing in Ukraine. Say a prayer for a fellow human beings. These Ukrainians are incredible people. They are strong people, and they deserve our thoughts and our prayers. God bless.